Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, along with Major Ed Dames, the world's foremost remote viewing teacher. The Major, of course, is a decorated military intelligence officer and an original member of the U.S. Army's prototype remote viewing training program. He served as the training and operations officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency's Psychic Intelligence Collection Unit, and he serves as executive director for the Matrix Intelligence Agency, which is a private consulting group. And i got to tell you, I know firsthand he has helped a lot of law enforcement agencies look for missing people through the art of remote viewing. Major Ed Dames with us during a critical time in our world's history. Major, unbelievable what's been going on, but welcome back. Uh, thanks. Good to hear your voice, George. What do you think of all of this? this is it madness or what? I'm going to uh, cover that in no uncertain terms. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that this is, uh, after 24 years of being on Coast to Coast as a guest, this is the first time I've ever actually called Lisa and Tom and said, I need to go on the air and uh, discuss this. I know, when uh, when they ca- called me uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, and they said that he desperately needs to get on to tell us something, and well, I said, go for it. It was it, just important. Well, desperate uh, not I, in I your case. I owe case. it to, to you and Coast to Coast listeners whom have trusted me uh, uh, to give them straight skinny over the years to uh, go over uh, th- this, this particular pandemic uh, point by point. Let's do it. Let's do it. And where did it start? And let me tell you my thoughts first, Ed. And this is without your remote viewing skill, even though I think I've learned from you just by talking to you over the years, I think this was made in a laboratory in Wuhan. I think the odds of it happening there and then it, you know, just being and they have a lab there, I think the odds are just too astronomical that it wasn't uh, concocted there in a, in a law. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. It escaped that lab. Oh, we use remote viewing, of course, to track. If you, uh, uh, Tom uh, Lex, alone who has put up a, a picture of the, one of the, uh, the microbes that was taken from the source, the, the, one of the initially infected individuals in Wuhan, and we looked at the origin of that particular microbe, and it was a laboratory. It, it, it escaped from that laboratory in Wuhan because one of the researchers was infected and, le- and didn't know it and left the laboratory, and that's how it, how it began. But the laboratory was investigating uh, biological warfare types of uh, agents, and I'll go into that in great detail. Were you assigned this project, or did you do this on your own? Oh, no. Matrix Intelligence Agency, my own intelligence agency, uh, did this as an initiative uh, project. Uh, Thank you. um, I have quite a background. Uh, Most of your your listeners know me as the foremost remote viewing teacher, but my life before that, and you can see uh, Lex posted my bona fides, my credentials, on the line, I, I'm one of the most uh, decorated uh, intel officers since World War II, and those decorations came from my my work as a biological warfare case officer. I ran agents to protect my country against offensive biological warfare weapons. So I had a great interest in the origin of this particular vector. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, tonight. But that's it. Did start in uh, in Wuhan. Uh, uh, in that uh, particular environment. 
Well, I've known you over the years, Ed, to be a no-nonsense guy and a straight shooter, so I'm looking forward to getting some more information from yeah, you. Yeah, uh, so, so what, what you haven't been talking, whom the people you haven't been talking to and you should have been, are the world's leading virologists and epidemiologists. The person you're talking to now, for purposes of this show tonight, is one of the world's leading experts in biological warfare. So that that I, I'm a different person tonight uh, for you, George. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this thing, um, my job was as a Cold War biological warfare spy master was to collect intelligence using my agents, uh, uh, particularly against uh, the erstwhile Soviet Union, on their offensive biological warfare programs of threat countries. I worked with the Mossad against Syria and other places like that, but the USSR was my primary uh, target. And to pass that information primarily to the uh, U.S. Army Military Research Institute for uh, of Infectious Diseases in Fort Detrick, where I had an office. And then to inform the National Security Council and the president, in, in my case, uh, George uh, W. Bush, of the existing and emerging biological warfare threats. And uh, my work uh, with one of my colleagues, civilian colleagues, ended up getting Congress to support the Biological Threat Analysis Center, which was taken over by the uh, Department of Homeland Security, uh, to, to Congress to, to, to fund that. And essentially, I caught the Russians red-handed. I, caught, I got the smoking gun that showed that they violated the 19... 72 Biological Warfare Treaty and uh, presented that to George Bush. And and when the president sat down with the ambassador to the to Russia, he said, why? Why why would you violate this international UN treaty? And they said, look, and this is a real story. Civilians don't know this, but I was an inside man, so I'll tell, I'll tell you what, what, what went down. The Russians said this, look, look at our border with the People's Republic of China, how long it is. There's not enough metal in our ground in Russia to make enough bullets, machine gun bullets, to stop the giant, the yellow horde if they chose. If they chose to, to come across. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and the antecedent to that was that the Russians at one time wanted to launch a first strike this is, I think this is uh, historical knowledge. I'm now mixing up my classified world with the, probably the real world, but what the heck. And they wanted to launch for a strike, but the U.S. talked them out of it because that they were afraid that, that there's no way to stop the Yellow Horde from moving north if they wanted to to, to Russia. So in essence, in terms of biological warfare, what the Russians said is we had, we, we didn't violate the treaty. We we discovered, we engineered, uh, uh, and I'll talk about this particular biological warfare agent, we engineered another uh, uh, weapon of mass destruction that didn't violate the treaty, but that would allow us to stop the Chinese hordes if they decided to go go north. And that's they, they said we had to develop this we- a weapon of mass destruction. There's just too many Chinese. Uh, for us to be able to stop without a weapon of mass destruction. And what they developed was an ABO, an agent of biological origin, which is this. It's, it does, and in, indeed, it did not violate the Biological Warfare Treaty. It's 
it's hormones that are found naturally inside our bodies. GABA, amino, butyric acid, GABA, uh, delta pain peptide, delta sleep peptide, things that make your heart stop and seize, those kinds of things. And if you happen to uh, uh, perform an autopsy on someone who was killed by one of these organs, you'll find no artifacts of the production because these things are natural in our body, but they're made to such extent that they they force the heart to stop or or other things that I'll talk about. And you think the person just died of a heart attack or something. Correct, correct, yeah, yeah, all those kinds of things. We can elaborate upon that extensively uh, tonight uh, if you choose. But over the years, um, again, Coast to Coast has helped me inform people enough to save a lot of lives potentially we have other things coming i predicted i predicted this pandemic years ago on coast to coast nobody believed me i predicted the global economic collapse on the heels of this as well fukushima daiichi i told the japanese they didn't want to report it but coast to coast did uh, so we sure did your your show provides a, a very valuable uh, potentially life-saving a venue uh, for my work. Well, this virus in China, was it released accidentally or on purpose? No, it wasn't released. It escaped accidentally. Okay. Yeah, of course, the Chinese propaganda are pointing... Uh, They're blaming us. Uh, too. Yeah. But one thing I, I wanted to point out to you, uh, George, is um, I understand where you're coming from uh, as, uh, as a civilian. And looking at, and I've listened uh, to, to your point of view on the press vis-a-vis this particular pandemic. Right. But it is a pandemic, George. It, it oh, I'm, I'm not doubting that. Okay. And it's be careful of complacency because this really is going to cause what I talked about on Coast to Coast years ago with lime pits, burial pits, mass graves. It's happening right now in Iran. It hasn't reached us. and may not come down to that, but it's going to come down to, to some very vicious types of things. But we're looking at mass graves, and I'm not kidding. Can this be stopped, Ed? No, only, only it has to run its course, George. Your, your earlier guest uh, you know, was right. It's just got to run its course. The best that you can do is to stay healthy and I'll, I'll augment some of the Mr. Pook's uh, uh, statements on that, but it's mm-hmm. got to run its course. It can't be quarantined, uh, but it's not as bad. I mean, it's, it, it, it's a great exercise for what's coming vis-a-vis the kill shot, where infrastructure collapses, in, particularly in North America. This time, there's no infrastructure collapse. Yes, infrastructure is constrained because of quarantines. Sure. And there's a whole lot of unemployment out there around the corner. Well, you know, we've been talking about the power grid. If it ever goes down from an EMP or a solar flare. Well, that's going to happen. So this is a good practice exercise for people to realize, okay, you know, I need to stock up on certain things and do this and that and the other thing. But I can still flush my toilet. I can still get pump gas at the gas station. Those kinds of things, which we're not going to be able to do. When the next prediction, right. the kill shot hits, which takes down those things. That's right. No power. We're not going to be able to get money. Nothing. 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 No, no. So in this particular case with this COVID-19, 
are they doing the right thing by isolating all of us, shutting well, down places and well, everything the, else? Uh, the governments are doing the uh, the best that they can in terms of that, except for Florida, which are allowing all those college students out on the beach. That's not. I saw that. Yeah, yeah not such a good thing. They're not happy with that. Well, they shouldn't be, uh, because, you know, we're, to- we're talking about a-, a-, a very brilliant, this is a brilliant, brilliant contagion. This particular microbe is brilliant. SARS, for instance, was very, very contagious and killed a lot of people with healthy immune systems because it attacked the healthy immune system, children and, and young adults who had very, very healthy immune system, it caused a kinin storm, not just the kinin cascade. And kinins are a biochemical, are very complex in the body, start out as peptides and, 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 and moderate eventually the uh, respiratory rates and uh, our immune system. And so, so what SARS did was use that against healthy immune systems. And this guy, as well as most corona, uh, other uh, uh, recent coronaviruses, this woman in particular, is taking advantage of weak systems too. That's why children are, are rarely infected with this one because they have strong immune systems. The young people as well too, but they're all carriers. They're all typhoid marries. And all the kids that are staying home from school, guess what's in your house? The bug. Yep. Yeah, so it can't, the quarantine uh, is affected to a certain degree, but what Benjamin Fuchs said is, is more important. It, it's your health, your immune Build up system. that immune system. Yeah. That's right. I mean, how long can people stay quarantined? And, and, you know, how long can we, you know, exist this way, Ed, before uh, people go crazy? Ha- uh, what's going to happen is martial law. I've said this so many times on Coast to Coast. Martial law is coming. There probably won't be another uh, presidential election. I was premature. It wasn't the last one. It's the next one, this one, too, which is going to be difficult, but it probably will happen, too. So we're looking at around nine months before this particular pandemic peaks, and we are talking about many millions of people dying. And uh, so that complacency is... Uh, it shouldn't be there. It's it's naivete. You should be talking to the world's leading virologists and epidemiologists, not to just general practitioners, because the epidemiologists, and I masqueraded my my cover as a a spy master, a biological for her spy master. There were only five of us in the U.S. government, only five. Isn't it true, though, that every country, Russia, China, us, we all have these bio weapons. Negative. No, no, no. The 1972 Biological Warfare Convention was signed by, by almost every country except for a couple. Uh, North Korea uh, was one. And uh, do we have surreptitious ones? That is a very, very sensitive issue. I know of one country that I cannot mention who is running a laboratory in another country where they are experimenting with ethnic, ethnic, what we used to call ethnic bombs, that name has changed too, where you can take and splice into a particular... uh, Genetic code. Yeah, uh, uh, well, E. coli, for instance, a real weapon that the Russians were developing. And the reason I was called, my nom de guerre was Dr. Doom, was at the White House because the Air Force would come in and brief the old, in the old executive office building about megatonnage and throw weights, nuclear weapons. And then Dr. Doom would come in and say, okay, here's what the Russians are doing now. 
They're taking Naja Naja oxyanotoxin venom, the Indian cobra venom. Naja Naja oxyana is the Indian cobra, the Latin name. They're taking the venom and they're splicing into the E. coli, the healthy E. coli that's found in the human gut. So that when the E. coli reproduces, it reproduces and elaborates up to 45% of its body weight in Indian cobra toxin venom. So what they want to do with this is that when nuclear submarines, U.S. boomers, take off for patrol, that a Russian agent will, will walk down the street next to a, a sailor kissing his wife goodbye and spray very in the direction of the, of the husband and wife a spray with this particular a new genetically engineered E. coli onto the sailor. His wife, of course, will be infected as well. So the sailor, just one, only takes one, will go on to the boomer, the nuclear submarine, mm-hmm. and off they go for patrol. Now the incubation period for, for the E. coli is very fast, too, and it builds up a tighter, this toxin in the stomach. And they're enclosed this in He's so. already spread this throughout the boat, all of his seamates. And in 12 to 24 hours, they're doubled up on the floor, being bitten in the stomach by an Indian cobra, incapacitated, and the sub sinks. So and when I briefed this at the White House, now the guy, instead of just taking notes, because he's heard this the ICBM stuff before, comes out and asks me questions, and then he goes home and has nightmares, because this is nightmare stuff. It's very easy to be vaporized by a nuclear weapon, but it's difficult to accept the fact that you're being bitten by an Indian cobra in your stomach. That's a good point, Ed. This is scary stuff, my friend. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.